So let's everybody warm up, get to it. Worship. Five acts of worship, and we oh, should yeah, but we should know the last one, the final act. Is this the one that you said let's wait so we have good prep time around this one? <laughs> yeah, that was the one, the Lord's Supper. <laughs> oh, the Lord's Supper. So you prepped and ready? No, hit it right on. I mean, bring I, it. I sure meant to. I will definitely fill in the gaps. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go partially, partially ready here. Um, that's how we roll on Seeker. We just kind of don't want to be over prepped, and I'm being, I'm being serious when I we don't really like prep for it. We just kind of want it to be more like a real organic discussion, not like you're just being preached to. So, anyways, we should also clarify at the end of the last episode, Julian gave out uh, the new Seeker email address. So if people want to contact us, give us questions. Um, you know, shoot any, um, you know, contrary thoughts, you know, like we love discussion. We love to hear what you're having to say or however we can help out. So, um, it is rebuke Julian at gmail.com and Julian is spelled J U L I A N. And how do you spell rebuke Julian? <laughs> uh, R E B. <laughs> B U K E. Yes. He actually rebuke. Exactly. He actually set up two rebuke. emails because the first one he did, he ex- misspelled rebuke Julian, and so he had to redo it. So now there's technically Terrible. an address out there that's spelled wrong version of it too. But uh, don't do that one. Please don't. No. Please don't. Please good. don't do that. But yeah, we're doing the Lord's Supper, five acts of worship, and then after this one, I think, um, I think that the plan is, and we'll see if it still holds true after this, but. Um, if there's any other like things we feel like are important pieces of worship that aren't in like kind of what we commonly hear as like the five primary acts of worship, like what are those other things? So that'll probably be the last actual episode of the series. But email rebukejulian at gmail and let us know what you want to hear after the acts of worship series concludes. We're thinking in so far about grace and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because we're going to go light. Because we're going to go light. We just want to keep it breezy. Keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We've always looked to make it nice and light. Fluffy. Fluffy. Fluffy fingers. I think um, maybe on the the last episode, I think I said if there was an act of worship that is probably most easily identified as truly an act of worship like no one would argue about um it was prayer right i think i said that mm-hmm. it was like nobody's gonna argue with prayer uh, that it just it made us just jet through uh the episode this may be another one <laughs> in fact oh, i think so yeah in, in fact i probably didn't think ahead when it comes <laughs> to when it comes to remembering jesus um, in the way that he's asked us to do it, this one, this one becomes a slam dunk. And I, I think there are very few people that would say, and I I would, I would love to hear the argument that this is not a, a reverent way to remember Jesus since Jesus said, remember me like this. (laughs) Uh, yeah. And, and we would say, uh, an act of worship. I do believe 
though, that there will be several people that will contend on the frequency or even just the the timing. So I, I don't mean those to be the same thing. One is how often we do it, and one is when in the time do we do it. So there there may be some discussion there. Maybe we should also preface like what we mean by the Lord's Supper. Um, you know, I think uh, most people listening probably already know what it is, but I don't want to make that assumption necessarily. So um, no. when we are referring to the Lord's Supper, it is you know, something that we do on Sundays and, um, we, you know, as a, as a church, we all take time and remember Jesus. We, um, we break unleavened bread and, and, um, each get a bite of a cracker essentially, uh, as the tray gets passed around. And then we also have another tray of, um, little cups of juice or wine that gets passed around. Um, and that would be, um, you know, the remembering the blood that was spilled. So it kind of follows the same exact format that was outlined by Jesus um, as he instituted the Lord's Supper. And uh, we do it every week. And um, so that's, uh, you know, part of the frequency conversation I think Julian's alluding to. Is that is that right to do it every week? Right on. Yeah. Right on about the way I was thinking about it. It's mm-hmm. a lob for you, Daniel. Dunk it. I can throw a curveball in whenever uh, whenever you're ready. Yeah, if you got some curveballs, bring it. Well, I was thinking the other day, you know, well, a, a while ago, but still thinking the other day because I knew we were going to do this. Um, is the Lord's Supper really, and this I think is sort of the same as what you're saying, Julian, but is the Lord's Supper specific to a Sunday thing? Like, is that the time? Is Does the Bible say on Sundays do the Lord's Supper? Right? Is there anything that says that? And we see examples of the Lord's Supper being done on a Sunday, but there's nothing that like commands it. It's more of an example of one of the days it's done. But there's um, many other days where they're also breaking bread together. And it just seems like it could be construed as like possibly like they're doing, doing the remembrance on other days of the week, possibly. Like it's just not clear, like exactly if they're just sharing a common meal or if maybe it could be another supper. So a Sunday special when it comes to the Lord's Supper is kind of the question. And, um, and one of the things got me thinking about it was um, uh, when did Jesus, what day of the week was it when he actually instituted the Lord's Supper with his apostles? Daniel, it seems like that's a Jeopardy question you'd know. <laughs> that is something that I should know. Wasn't um, it Friday? Well, I, is it safer to call it on a Thursday? Now this is Thursday, when the whole. Thursday. I think it, I think it's okay. a Thursday. I think it's a Thursday because then you get the night of Thursday into the Friday now for we get death. Into the whole like it was it three days later. Yes, calendar thing. Yes. And I, yeah, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole like that far. I think the point yeah. I'm trying to make is that you know he didn't do the Lord's Supper and institute the Lord's Supper with his apostles on Sunday. Right. And I feel like a lot of times um, we just kind of think that that's like all part of the same thing. Like, yeah, we're definitely supposed to do it Sunday. That was the sanctioned day for it. Um, And I guess all growing up, I just assumed that the Lord's Supper was instituted on a Sunday without thinking that hard about it. Um, Well, because the remembrance is his resurrection, right? Like, that's why we do it. And so the first day of the week makes sense. 
um, especially if we're looking at it from a resurrection point of view rather than a death point of view, mm-hmm. uh, which I think, like, I think the indication is we do look at it from a resurrection point of view. Um, yeah. Because what we're doing in, is, you know, we're proclaiming his death until he comes, right? It's the remembrance of his sacrifice. And so the, the first day of the week thing makes sense to me. Is it limiting? Is that the question? Like, mm-hmm. the examples that we have in Scripture, do they limit the Lord's Supper to the first day of the week? That's a good question. Yeah, because I, I, uh, I couldn't figure out, I couldn't find anything that really clearly pinned it down as to being limited to it. That's the, that's the funny thing. I almost feel like it's possible that Christians were sharing other meals and remembering Jesus other days of the week even. Um, you know, he instituted a, on a different day of the week. And of course, like our tradition is that we remember, you know, his, his rising. Um, so that makes sense that that's a good, as good a day as any to do it, you know, because we're in church together and all that stuff. So, I mean, it totally makes sense. But um, I'm just trying to, you know, not let ourselves get pinned in by tradition and just kind of think about it a little bit fresh. You know, well, Daniel's you know got me. <laughs> well, you know go the ahead. difference between Acts 2 and Acts 20, right? Like Acts 2, it seems like it was almost a daily occurrence if we're looking at the phrasing breaking of bread, right? Mm-hmm. But in Acts chapter mm-hmm. 20, it's clearly... Well, is it clear? I guess that's... Read it. What does it say? Which one? Acts chapter 20 and verse 7. In Acts 20 and verse 7, Luke says, On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart the next day. So... And that's from the ESV, and I don't... I don't know if there's another version that makes it a little clearer than that's. Well, hey, it's interesting because he prolongs his message until midnight. Someone dies falling out the window. Unfortunately, I'm just, there's there's nothing in Acts chapter twenty verse seven in the ESV that makes the breaking of bread conditional on the first day of the week that limited to. It's just like that's the day they were there. That's happened. the day they gathered together. Mm-hmm. It happened. Uh, I'm going to go back to Acts 2, because you, yeah. you started here. Acts 2, 42 says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and prayers. Um, and then 46 says, So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily, those who were being saved. And I know that, that there is a, it's, I mean, there, there is like some really well studied, uh, person out there right now listening to this going, but there's a clear distinction between breaking bread and breaking bread. Like we're, we're really not even digging into the, uh, to the original text to see which is which, uh, because context matters, and I think I think once you, when you go back to context of the situation, you can you, you can tell what we're talking about in some of these instances. I think twenty seven is one of those where we can tell that you know very intentionally we're taking communion. Um, but I do agree that's a spot in time in twenty and seven. Now uh, some will argue that 
depending on your version 20 and 7, where it says upon the first day of the week, that it, it really means upon, you're talking about upon every first day of the week, but um, that the apostles came together to break bread. This, this I, I do believe is, is that you have a specific example here. Go ahead. Is, is it clear that 27 is um, specifically breaking bread that was the Lord's Supper? Um, Hang on. I mean, it's, it says when we were gathered together to break bread. So it's like they're meeting for a purpose. Like we were gathered to break bread on, on the first day of the week. So, I mean, it sounds like a purpose, but I mean, it could have been like, hey, um, why don't on Saturday we all go out for pizza? Like we're, you know, naming a specific day of the week with an intention to go eat together on, on that day of the week. Um, and I'm not trying to minimize anything by like making references to pizza or whatever. I'm just like, you know, thought experiment here. <laughs> so, um well, what's interesting in Acts chapter 20 and verse 11, it says that that's when, when it happens. Paul had broke, gone up and broken bread and eaten, he conversed with them a long while until daybreak and so departed. So did Paul do it on Monday? Uh, I believe you're now getting into your 12 to 12. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Right? The, now, we, the, now we have to think about the Jewish calendar. Which absolutely. Is, I yeah. don't know how to think about that. Yeah. The brain doesn't. Yeah, th- th- this is one where he's preaching, and then when Eutychus falls out of the window, you go, whoop, now we're past midnight, but what day is it, right? Am I still confined to Sunday when right. I break bread and I eat? Because because uh, I've, I've broken bread and I've eaten before daybreak, before my new day. Yeah. But if, now that, there- if that is what he's doing, though, then we should be holding to the Jewish calendar if that's what Paul's doing. Like, if we take it Sunday morning... Are we missing the time window, or are we still in it? No, because I'm not clever no, enough to. I can't. I can't. I'm not. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't <laughs> even. You can't. You can't. I can't, you think can't. About time that way. My brain doesn't uh, yeah. let me think about days that way. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not smart enough to do it. Oh man! And again, I'm not trying to get into like the detail of like the exact twelve to twelve like arguments and whatnot. Um, Too late. We're way well, into it now. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But I don't know. At the same time, it's just like I don't even know for sure if this means the Lord's Supper here when He says break bread. I mean, it seems to imply it. Like it does. I mean, like, but maybe that's because I've been raised in it my whole life to assume that that reference of breaking bread is Lord's Supper. If I were just to be like a new Christian off the street, just baptized, you know, and had a Bible for the last week and I read this and no one told me, I wouldn't read this and thought, okay, there was this one time where on the first day of the week, they gathered together to break bread. That means every Sunday the rest of my life, we need to get these little trays out with a juice cup and a bread, you know, like I just wouldn't be able to put it together. Um, I, I think one thing that may help again we didn't get out original uh, language to like look at this but sometimes for me just sifting through multiple versions helps um and i know you went esv a, a moment ago daniel amplified actually uh attempts to break down what what it believes the original text to say that is one thing that's pretty cool about amplified however amplified will wear you out right because there's just so much in parentheses uh, that, that you feel the need to take a nap. Um, 
But 27 says, now on the first day of the week, in parentheses, Sunday, when we were gathered together to break bread, parentheses, share communion, Paul began talking with them, extending to, intending to leave the next day, and he kept on with his message until midnight. Um, and then, uh, whenever you scroll down past poor Eutychus, um, having that issue, it says, uh, 11, when Paul had gone back upstairs and had broken the bread and eaten, he talked with them for a long time until daybreak. I don't know if, um, if it's, if it makes it clear that he broke bread, comma, and ate, right? There, it seems to be, uh, a bit of repetition there if we're talking about eating twice, right? It, in 11, it, it does seem to be two different events. Again, I probably got some previous bias to this uh, because no one has yet to bring up the the infamous he was lingering here because he was trying to hit the first day of the week in verse <laughs> number seven. Yeah, that um, comes up next. But it, I, I lo- when you started, Jesse, uh, I think you said, while we don't necessarily know that we have examples of other days, we do know that we see Sunday. And then I think Daniel said, but is this limiting? And I think the is this limiting is, I think that's that that's an interesting question for me. Um, uh, be, because it, is there really what we would consider evidence here that doing so outside of Sunday rolls into this sort of Nahab and Abihu sort of, sort of, sort of situation, right? Is it, it's, is it sacredly locked into Sunday for a reason or was Sunday a day that they did it? However, there were others. Mm-hmm. And I always feel bad for Eutychus. Yeah, he took a hard fall. Yeah, for sure. I've, I've seen people almost take a hard fall while I'm preaching, so I understand. <laughs> it happens. De- definitely put some people to sleep. Um, <laughs> Didn't kill anyone yet, though, probably. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Someone's probably listening okay, to this podcast so in their car and like falls asleep at the wheel. I'm sorry. Like, Wake up. Seriously, the way... But it's the same Greek in Acts 2.42 and Acts 20, verse 7. The Greek is the same. Cool. Which means which means what exactly? What is the Greek saying? Which it's which means we're talking about the same event in Acts two and verse forty two as we are in Acts twenty and verse seven. They're doing the same thing. Breaking bread. Yeah. But it's still ambiguous as to is that correct what you're saying? It's just Well it's it, if it's referring to just sort of a general meal time then it's referring to a general mealtime for both. If it's referring to a, a ceremonial meal, like we're referring to, then it's referring to that in both. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's the same Greek words. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it, it doesn't really clarify because it's just as Paul, you know, he had broken the bread and eaten. So, I mean, it, clearly it was, it was complete. It was the communion it was combined as a meal right and i think that was the tradition back originally was that it was a meal like it yes. actually was a meal 
Yes. Well, that's the indication from First yes. Corinthians eleven. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think that one's very clear, and because people were abusing the meal, you know, and getting drunk, or you know, whatever other you know problems were coming up there at that time. Um, so I guess that's another question. Then is how come we've um, is it is it okay that we've turned what was established to be like a meal, like this communion, which means like it's not. It's a communal activity. Like we're doing this thing together. That was meant to be a meal, and we've turned it into like almost like a. I don't know if I dare to say it, but I feel like it's kind of a token, tokenism of of what it was. Like we just like what's the barest minimalist thing we can possibly do, and still like check that box, and which is yeah, to think- break a corner of a cracker and to use like the smallest thimble of a cup as possible. And to not let the guy talk for more than three minutes about the Lord's Supper because you got to close church out. I don't think there's any question that in practice we've ritualized the Lord's Supper, the communion process, that we've turned it into a... We've, we've made it really easy for it to become a rote practice in people's minds. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um which I don't get the impression of it being that way in the examples of it we have in the New Testament. Like it seems it it seems like what we do is pretty far removed from what they would have been familiar with. Hmm. Um, I thought we were the church that was always trying to replicate the early Christianity of Yeah. Acts. Is that <laughs> I'm just going to say, yeah. (laughs) Set up. That's a setup. (laughs) Such a setup, which is why I'm going to say, yeah. Got it. (laughs) I don't know. Is that wrong? I was was reading a book once, and the author was talking about, like, if a a first century Christian time traveler walked into one of our assemblies today and, like, joined us in the Lord's Supper, would they even recognize what we were doing? Like, what, would, would it translate to them what we were doing compared to what their practice would have been? Um, which is kind of an interesting thought experiment, right? Sure. Like, sure. W- yeah. Would they understand what we were doing to be the same thing that they did? I don't know. It's an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, it kind of seems like if they would have to have someone explain like oh no this is just a consolidated version kind of a simplified version of what you're probably used to oh this is the same thing as that got it oh okay i can see the you know it's like i can see the similarities so it might make sense once it's explained but i don't know yeah i don't know that they would recognize it right away i think it would be tough in context of like the way they lived like the communal nature yeah. to which they lived and then how how this would have come about in quote a worship service i i i, I don't believe that they quite had the same sort of setup where everybody's facing one way one person you know and <laughs> and so and, and so to even like you're saying jesse to say now this is communion we've broken it out from the meal and and we're not all just sitting around talking and sharing and singing together. Like we're not even that close, you know, we're not in these close quarters. Um, and I know that there were examples where that wasn't the case, but, you know, I think all of that's a bit different. So I definitely agree that it, it would throw someone, but that wouldn't be the only thing we'd have to try to explain. Uh, 
you know, they're like, your harmony sounds so good. Uh, and, and, uh, (laughs) beautiful. Uh, but, 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 but yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I did want to go back to though, the, what, what Daniel was saying, cause it's true. I think I don't want to, I don't, I'm not trying to minimize what we have done because um, I don't know that I'm to the place where I think what we do have is wrong or even that it's insufficient because the communion at its core from what I read also in First Corinthians is this is a it's another heart exercise. What do you know? Right. Mm-hmm. And surprise, and surprise. <laughs> again, you know, First Corinthians ten sixteen says the cup of blessing which we bless is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? So the cup is still a sharing in community based on a fellowship that we have with God and then we're able to have with each other in community when we bless this cup. It says, is that not a communion or the sharing or the blood of Christ? The bread which we break, is it not the communion, the sharing, the fellowship of the body of Christ? For we, though many, are one bread and one body, for we all partake of that one bread. And, and, you know, so whether we had like a teeny cracker or in these COVID days, we had our disposable styrofoam cracker in that cup that, you know, <laughs> makes terrible. you splatter it everywhere. Yeah, yeah the it's like, not good. Exactly. It, it, it's all about where does our mind go here? Um, when we do this together and I I will say one of our shepherds once, uh, once said this while we were getting ready to take communion, it is always stuck with me. Um, he said when he considers this, or maybe it wasn't this verse, it may have been, um, 11 later. He said, there is this idea of sharing in community. So almost like, you know, we used to pass a plate or tray, like you said, we would kind of pass it to each other. And almost as we pass it with each other, we take this bread and you're passing the tray to the next person who's going to take the bread. And it's, it's almost like you're saying, yep. And I'm in this with you as we're in this with God, like we're, we're in this together and together we are participating together right now. Uh, with Jesus in this remembrance of him. And that's super powerful. Like, I, I know we weren't getting to the purpose. We were getting to the the how many times and, and what we do. But I think when, when the heart of it really gets into what we're doing and who we're participating with, now how great of a moment this is or an opportunity, it smokes the you know, did you, did you have the kind that you break or the kind that are the circles? Cause there's much controversy there. <laughs> um, you know, did, was it homemade or did you buy the matzahs? You know, which is it? And it just blows that away. Yeah. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean the, what we do, I, I I'm in the same boat as you. I mean, I don't know that I, I feel like it's wrong what we do. I mean, what we do definitely, like you said, you put your heart, in the right space and um man you can have very powerful moments of worship there you know with god remembering and doing um doing those things eating the bread and drinking the cup and it can be an awesome experience um i just wonder like what what would it be like though if we i mean would the early christian that came to visit would they be like oh you guys are 
are done already? Y'all just going home? Like, no, you guys aren't going to go, like, eat together? Or you're not going to mm. do, you know, you're just like, okay, you said hi, but, like, for five minutes after, after like, the official quote-unquote service, like, that's, that's, man, we used to hang out every day, all day long, and eat every meal together, you know? <laughs> like, it would just look so foreign and so different. So, I mean, while the Lord's Supper, as we do it now, still is meaningful, very meaningful, like, what, are, what am I missing that I don't know I'm missing is, I think, the question. Because what if, you know, like, imagine, like, you, you know, you and, you know, just, you can grab any random group of people from church. It doesn't have to be, like, your closest friends at church. If you went together and had a meal together and all started just sharing, the, you know, how the power of Christ and started remembering Christ and, you know, and talked about, like, his sacrifice and, and then did a Lord's Supper after that, after you guys shared a meal together, like, what would that experience be like? I don't know. I've never done it my whole life, right? Like, it's just kind of crazy. But maybe that's the model that it should be. Um, and maybe what we're doing isn't wrong technically, but maybe it's like, you know, if, if, if you invite someone over for your birthday and everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to send him a birthday card because I want to remember him on his birthday. And um, so I get birthday cards. And then I'm like, man, it, birthday cards are cool, but I sure would have liked to have seen the people and hung out with them for a while you know i mean it's just like a different experience but it still kind of checks the box so i don't know Uh, you you bring up something that i think is is very powerful but i i don't know that that we grasp it well is just community like how does a community operate um and, and when you're in i'm gonna overuse it but when you're in community and and you're with each other often sharing and in this age of technology maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be in person i know you can say no but that was the point of it but you know they uh it doesn't it's just constant engagement constant sharing like continuous talking and and just feeding off each other and encouraging each other like there are passages for all of these you know there's hebrews 10 there's and and there's even back to acts 2 because Acts 2 is where we started after Daniel had, you know, fast forward to Acts 20, we went back to Acts 2, and we saw this communal living on a daily basis. Now we say, well, whatever they were doing there, then they were also doing in Acts 7, but they were sharing often. And uh, and it's, it's, it's that bit of community that probably then opens us up to be able to have all sorts of conversations, but definitely this one that should be so intentional that we remember Jesus since Jesus said, or, or Paul reminds us that Jesus said, do this when you remember me. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that community aspect I think is so important because, um, there's for, for the longest time, for as long as I can remember, it's felt that my primary interactions with my brothers and sisters in Christ is very surface. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's very, very rare that I meet another Christian and we just really kind of dive into, you know, where we are in our walk right now, where we are in our relationship with Christ, with the church, with the spirit, with all of it, with the word, everything. Um, and it's very, very, it, it tends to remain very surface and I don't know exactly why that is. Um, but, but what you're saying about community, Julian, I think it goes a lot 
deeper and the idea of of the communal table um not just the the one that we we sit in front of on on sunday morning but the one that we sit around with each other all the time or we ought to all the time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. with our brothers and sisters that's where that develops and that's where those connections within the body are formed so that as we are working together under Christ our head, we can then go out and be the most effective community that we can be. And so this, I, it, we're getting into something that's not entirely Lord's Supper related at this point, but it is something but it's, that's it's been still on good. Mind a lot. Yeah, it is still good. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a really valuable point that you're making right there and it's one that we shouldn't just let go of because we're thinking about the context of the lord's supper it it's it's the concept that brings the lord's supper to us the idea of community yeah there are other questions that we've thrown out we haven't answered yet i think i, think. I actually have a new question for you guys ooh Ooh. Have either of you ever passed on the Lord's Supper? If you're feeling like your heart wasn't there that day. No. No, no, no. no. But but I definitely have I definitely have had friends who have. Oh, I have. <laughs> yeah. If I if I feel and, and, like and, I just like if, if it comes my way and I just feel like I am not in a right place at the moment, I've passed. And uh, yeah. ex- explain the rationale for that for the listeners. Um, well, back in um, First Corinthians, First Corinthians chapter ten, where we just yeah. were, where Julian was just reading, the yeah, I like the ESV. It says, "The cup of blessing that we bless is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break is it not a participation in the body of Christ?" And then later in chapter eleven, Paul says. You know, we eat and drink discerning the body and the blood of Christ, and we need to do so in such a way that honors his sacrifice, it honors his ongoing work, and we are declaring to the world who he is. And there are times when I cannot get out of my own way. While I'm sitting in that chair, listening to uh, whoever's leading our thoughts, whoever's leading the prayer, and I'm just... I'm just not in that place at that moment. I don't feel like I I need to be... I don't feel like I'm rightly participating the way that I ought. Um, And so I'll pass it by. Hmm. It's not often. I mean, I do do try (laughs) to... Like, I'm not just... I'm not just constantly sitting in there, like, doing the grocery list in my head, right? But... You know, there have been times when I'm just like, I'm human, <laughs> and yeah. my humanity gets in the way of the community that we're engaged with. Well, which verse and is it that's talking about, you know, um, heaping judgment onto yourselves, you know, you gotta, if you're not partaking of it properly? Um, uh, I think you're talking about um, 1128. Um Maybe 29. Whoever 29. eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Thanks. 28 is good. It says, uh, but a person must prayerfully examine himself. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. and his relationship to Christ. And only when he has done so should he eat of the bread and drink of the cup. Um, well, this, this is this is a good this is a good this is a good one to tackle um, because typically when people talk about um, twenty seven through twenty nine, they have very which book? I'm sorry, First Corinthians okay. eleven twenty seven through twenty nine that that we just read. Yep. People have very, very strong beliefs about what this is to the point that they say, I know exactly what Paul meant here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, you know where I'm going. Yeah. So, um, yep. you know, you may have some folks who say now um, kind of where, where Daniel was was talking in First uh, Corinthians 10, 16 and 17 and kind of remix that with what I was saying from First John chapter 1, which just says that we only have fellowship with each other, community with each other, because we are aligned in fellowship with God. We have community mm-hmm. with God. Yeah. And, and, and so I'm, I'm putting those together because I know that's where, what Daniel was talking about. But it's, it's that, that thought process then if you walk yourself through First John 1, that you, you start to go, ah, where am I right now, right? Um, and I know, I know, I know the heart of Daniel. So I know Daniel wasn't saying like, I wasn't walking in the light, but there, there's still, whenever you read verses 28 and 29, you can't help but read this and say, yes, I'm trying to walk in the light, but I'm struggling or I'm walking in the light, but there's, it's just, ah, I'm not there. I feel like I'm exactly. not there yeah. and I'm not, I'm not dialed into this community because that, that's why I said it feels like such a powerful event, man. You are sharing, you are sharing this moment. And it's not that you're just sharing the moment, but you are literally sharing in the sharing of the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ, back to 1 John 1, is what cleanses us from our sins. So you are sharing in this remembrance of Jesus, of recognizing what he's done with all these other Christians who are also sharing this moment with Jesus. And so I get that it's like the enormity of the event and that you're even being able to participate. And then you read this verse and you go, Ooh, maybe I want to sit this one out. I totally know where you are. I totally know where you are. In fact, I think it takes more guts to examine yourself like, like the verse says than to just kind of pop it in your mouth and keep rolling. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I, and it's not that the community relationship is broken and destroyed, right? Mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. that, it's not that yep. I'm, you know, it's somebody who chooses to pass is turning their back on Christ. I think it's you're taking a you're taking a knee for a down, right? Yep. <laughs> you're you're just saying, you know what? I it's to me, it's 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 disrespectful to the community to just pop it in my mouth and go on. Um, that, I know where you are. I get it. Yeah, that's what it feels like it's to me. In- sometimes. Interesting no. because it's like, you know, in both scenarios, um, you know, if if you pass on it, I mean, you're admitting that you know there's a shortcoming in the moment, right? Like you can't sure. get your brain wrapped around it, and that's just being human, like you said, which is, I mean, that, I have shortcomings in almost yeah. every moment, <laughs> right? Um, and so even you're, that right now, and so it's kind of like, okay, I got to pray for forgiveness about this, or I got to figure this out, or you know, there's something to work on there and, you know, because because that happened and you realize that that's the indicators of something going on um, so that, you know, and then on the other side, if you're spacing off thinking about, you know, the football game later in that day and pop the, you know, pop it in your mouth as it goes by. 
um, that's also a problem, right? Because you're not clearly, you're not doing what the intention is for this moment of worship. And, um, and you know, if you think about it later in the day and you're like, man, I really just wish I would have been more focused, you know, and taking this more seriously. I feel terrible that I just like kind of checked out or looked at my phone during communion or whatever it was. And, um, so you have something to work on also that way. But I feel like what you're saying, Daniel, is like either way you have something to work on, but you, I think, are doing the harder thing by passing in the moment because it means you're aware of the moment. You know, you're more in tune with the moment. So I feel like if you're going to have to like ask for forgiveness for one or the other, it's I think you're kind of selling me on the idea that it's better to do what you do and pass. Yeah. And I... I want to clarify a, a point because I was I was pushing hard on First John, and uh, I think Daniel started out by clarifying like we're not, and I said this too, but we're we're not saying that Daniel has like said forget it, I'm I'm not following you, or he's even completely just lying to himself about his his sinful heart, right? And he's just like, no, nope, I'm going to do whatever I want, and that's not sin, Lord. And then he's taking communion. I think that's a totally different situation. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I would even argue, I know everybody can pile it on email, that you should not be participating because <laughs> you're not in fellowship. But that's something personally people have to align on. Um, but I also want to say this, though. Um, we will forever be unworthy, and we will always uh, not, n- not quite be um, at, at the level where we... Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, we'll do you ne- know what I mean? We'll never be there. Oh, yeah. All the way. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're never going to be there. But I think what Paul has you do is it's what Daniel's talking about. It forces you to, to still think it through. Right. You you can't come into this into this. Uh, into, I keep calling it an event, but you can't come into this sharing and this remembrance arrogant. Right. And I, I think if you mm. come in and you're really not thinking about what's going on, like you said, doing the community justice in the sharing and remembering of Jesus, man, if, if you're really not in for that, then that's arrogance. So somehow you've, if, uh, you know, you, you're elevating yourself above this moment. And, and, and I, I would think that if, uh, to Daniel, what Daniel was talking about earlier, someone from the first century came, like you could only imagine what these early Christians were like when they maybe were sitting in a room together, sitting around and and sharing moments with Jesus and sharing uh, thoughts about Jesus and remembering things that he said, remembering what he said to them, some of them personally, um, and then spending time in prayer, uh, taking this bread, remembering his body in the cup. Um, and then you had this one rogue dude on the side who was just humming and like tapping his foot, right? Who, who was just spaced out, wasn't even there. And he, as the bread passed, he's like, yeah, I'll take some. Right. And we would look at that and say, what is going on? <laughs> like you, you are not in this. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's where Paul kind of helps us to go. Are you in it? Like, are you, are you really, do you know what you're doing? I think if there's any part of our collective worship that we really need to be hyper aware of it's the lord's supper um yeah where what i mean by hyper aware is that like that is not a time for autopilot and it's not mm-hmm. a time to just kind of check out and sit back and and you know let others serve it's a time where we need to really 
be engaged in that community aspect and 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 it's i think it's like the most worshipful thing that we you know to try to value judgment right the most worshipful worshipful thing that we do together um is the breaking of the bread and so and and i'm not saying that like everybody needs to pass all the time i'm saying that if if we find ourselves just kind of going through the motions if we find ourselves just kind of coasting take a week off and really re-examine what you're doing there and see if it doesn't help to re-engage you with the the participatory aspect of community that we're engaged in absolutely just asking the question right i'm telling people to skip is what i'm doing right (laughs) (laughs) clearly and and then i was gonna say then then call after you after you get yourself collected call your boys do it again now that that would also that that would bring up another thing could could you do it twice in one sunday one more oh yeah add that on the fire that's right yeah that's another variation thank you I don't think we'll go down so that rabbit hole. So that's rebuke Julian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> J-U-L-I-A-N at gmail. As a spoiler, I, I had communion twice in one day with at least one person on this call. So rebuke two people. Thank you. I've with two people on this call. Thank you. <laughs> no, it, it was, no, it, I won't say three times. It was twice. We did it. I've done it twice. Yeah. Twice a day, two times with at least two people on this call. There you go. How about that? At least two people on this call. That's excellent. <laughs> That's the really nice thing about baptizing somebody on a Sunday is you get to take it again. Uh, this is true. O- or visiting old, old, older shut-in folks. Oh, yeah. The- that, too. That's true. All right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I think Good that, stuff. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. We've covered a, a lot of different varying ground and terrain on this one. Probably stepped in some landmines. And, uh, you know, if we had a couple more hours, I'm sure we could more fully explain our thoughts. Um, but we don't have that much time. So um, email us if you have any questions or want us to clarify something next week. And uh, Julian will be on the lookout for it. Right, Julian? I will. Cool. Friendly reminder, there's a new blog post up on the website. Feel free to check that out. What's the website? Boy, I don't know. Dot <laughs> 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 com. Dot <laughs> com. You can find it on the Facebook page. Okay. Seeker, find like us on that. Facebook. We've got the logo of the telescope, a black and white photo of a kind of I graphic think it's telescope. It's at Seeker Podcast. <coughs> cool. So we, we got to figure it out. We know what we're doing. We'll get ourselves together one day. One of these days, we'll get once we get o- older. Hey, our social media <clears throat> director is gonna hunt me down. Yeah, Daniel, you got to talk to our social media director and kind of like write it down so we can say it the right way next next week. I really, really do. <laughs> We're terrible. <laughs> Too many scientists. Okay, cool. All right, thanks, guys. Have a good rest of your week. God bless. See ya.